hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Come Over for Dinner. I am so glad you're here. Today I am welcoming a very special guest. I am really excited to introduce her. Her name is Julie. Welcome, Julie. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to join me. She is a mom of four children who range from 8 to 17. They are all at Logos School and enjoying their time there. We are about to start Easter break at the time of recording this, so we are all celebrating big. (laughs) She has been in this community for about nine years, and she and her husband are busy with lots of things, especially hospitality. She loves hospitality and has hosted many events at her home, so we're going to hear about that today. So, Julie... What is one of the favorite menus you would serve at dinner when you're hosting guests? Well, first of all, let, tell me a little bit more about yourself. I'm jumping straight in to tell me what you serve <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> tell me about the hospitality events that you put on. Like what, when you say that you just love this topic, tell me what hospitality makes you think of. Um, well, for sure, just your immediate family, you know, just like the hospitality that a mother has at home, making yes. it cozy and cooking on things that the kids like. Uh Um, But also being in this community that is so wonderful, Um, having more families over and getting to know more people more intimately um, is, I guess, what comes to mind. We recently kind of redesigned our dining room. Well, basically our downstairs (laughs) Uh, in order to have more people over. And I feel like just doing that very proactive thing really does kind of set you in this, like, we're doing this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, and part of that was to host more people because our house is kind of small. So you're trying to tweak, well, how can we kind of maximize what we have? And then combined with our kids getting older, kind of realizing we didn't really have a good spot to chat with them, that they were actually wanting to just hang out and chat more and Every time we go do these things on the house, we're kind of like, why did we not do this five years ago? This seems so obvious. The house was probably made to have it be like this, and we've missed that. It's hard to want to take on a renovating project. You know, when you get it done, you're so excited. Well, this finished, but this wasn't even hard to jump in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't even renovating. Oh. So I feel like we don't even have that excuse. It was just moving furniture around oh. and buying oh. furniture. <laughs> just kind of setting up the space better. Yeah. Okay. We had a living room and then a living room, dining room combination. And it was, there was just one sofa in each room and then the dining room table. And so it was just, it was kind of not enough to seat everybody. We had a table that sat eight fully expanded and, and whatnot. And then we had a one sofa that just faced the table. It was kind of like off in its own place little kind of, I mean, it was, it looked cozy, but yeah, you wouldn't retire from the table right. and go chat one way over there. And, right. and two, usually if you're having a conversation, you want something across from it. Where exactly. People can, yeah. Be a circle. Yeah. A couch across from, yes. it, from it or a couple of chairs or something. So, well, that's great to rethink, yeah. you know, just thinking about reorganizing furniture can yeah. really change the space and yeah. maybe um, encourage hot just talking in conversation yeah. even better. So that's also yeah. a great point. Yeah. I can make a plug for a love sack. What is <laughs> Have a <you> love sack? <laughs> it has the worst name. They should great. definitely rebrand should the name. Re-name <laughs> <laughs> love sack. Or it could be such a bad name that it's genius. Exactly. Like, you know, it's catchy. Are, yeah. The people are telling about how bad it is. So that everybody's <laughs> talking about it. It's a little cringe. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Okay. Love sack. I think they are famous for their sacks. I think that was what the main thing was, but they have sofas that are modular. Okay. Right. So we, so we had bought a sectional, a love sack sectional, sectional for our living room. And then we went and moved all of our furniture around. We thought, shoot, we really need two sofas facing each other. But here was the fun thing because we had this special sofa we looked at it and how it comes apart and we realized all we had to do to get a second sofa was buy one more back and an arm. Really? Yes. So and we had two sofas. Online, go to a certain store. There is a store in Spokane where you can go try it on and I, try it on. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> the name is bad. <laughs> the name is bad. You can go test them out, I guess. Yes. And I think Costco, a friend said she saw one at Costco. Yeah. Okay, so it must be popular. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I mean, it could be countrywide, but it could be just Pacific Northwest. I have no idea. It felt risky. I mean, you buy it online Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it just, it comes FedEx. There's no freight because it comes in a lot of pieces. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was just kind of, it was a super cheap way to get a second sofa because you, we had six seats. So when you just pulled it apart, we just needed one more back and one more arm and then you were good to go. And so now you have 12 seats? Did it no, it's, so it's six. So it's oh, pulled it's out to three together. and three, three facing three. each other. Yeah. Okay. Just like a normal, right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. true. That's true. Normal. <laughs> well, they do have a picture on their website where they have like, it is I sent it to Rachel, who has a giant family, because right. it was hysterically I I was, long. I had in my mind sectional, but then you said couch. And so sometimes <laughs> sectionals can be gi- yeah, ginormously long. Yeah, this one is, I think it had almost 12 seats. I mean, it was in this huge room, not a typical house, but. Right, those are fun. If you it, can go, it. <laughs> it can go pretty big. It can go on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of hospitality, how many people can you fit on this couch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. That's good to know that that's an inexpensive brand as well as, you know, you could order it and just have it shipped to your house. It kind of sounds like Ikea where you have to put everything together. I guess it's not hard. but (laughs) And it is better quality than that. I can say that. Yeah. 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 I saw a video recently. I don't know, YouTube or something where a guy got a an email or text or something from his wife that said, hey, can you put the trash can together? I was thinking, what? Okay. And the next picture he shows is like an entire dining room table full of just sides of things, you know, all these boards and bags of screws and nuts and bolts. I mean, it was this huge project. Like, I would have just walked away. <laughs> like, trash can? Put it anyway, in the trash can. It was kind of funny. Then he jumped ahead to the final. And apparently, I mean, I'm wondering, was it from Ikea? It had to be from Ikea. But it was some kind of like whole cabinet system. Wow. Like where there were three pull-out bins on the bottom, which I guess were trash. Whoa. Made by trash and recycling or something. I have no idea. Three bins. And then there were still shelves up above it. I mean, it was a whole unit. <laughs> Wow. It's like that man is a saint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Oh, wow. Okay, so 
Moving on to some specifics for hospitality, what is a favorite menu you might choose to serve for dinner to your family and to others coming into your home? Okay, so I had a really hard time just doing one. So I have a few. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) Okay. Some of it's the season, you know, and then um, just different guests, I guess. Um, Well, that's a good point. So you have to think through who's coming over. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to serve something spicy when there's a bunch of little kids coming over or something along those lines. So tell us what you got. Okay. Well, speaking of spicy, um, I have not found this online and maybe I can find it online so you can link it better because I have it in this cookbook here. Um, but a long time ago, I bought this allergy cookbook because my son had a ton of allergies. And in it is this bon... Okay, I actually don't know how to say this either. Is it bon me? It's French. There's probably a really good way to say that. Well, I'm just going to go with what you said. That's how I say it in my head. Someone <laughs> all who's... all of you French speakers, no judgment. <laughs> I'm probably botching it because I typically botch things like that. Well, um, you know, unless you know the language and have been taught, then we have yeah. these two of us. <laughs> um, we were not blessed to learn French in our childhood. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's super pretty. So it has uh, mint and cilantro and it's so, you know, it's a spring salad and then you take a carrot slicer and you kind of just peel really long, um, strands strips of carrot and then you also slice red pepper and yellow pepper really thin so all of this is sprinkled on top Sounds beautiful. yes and then you pickle some red onions so you have the purple and the green and the red and the yellow and the orange so it looks super super pretty and you do have a sriracha dressing that goes on top and you can kind of dial it in, mm-hmm. but it's really good. It's really not that spicy, but if you are sensitive, you can just omit that part. It still okay. tastes pretty good, oh. but the kick, I really feel like the sriracha nailed it. <laughs> um, need a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of heat. Yes. And then the key for this one, um, on top, you serve an Asian pulled pork along with it okay, that you so slow cook. That yes. What you just mentioned, that's yeah. salad. In right. The, oh. Yeah. And it seemed, when I first saw it, I thought, this is funky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And my husband was kind of giving me the, like, what like, are we, we about to eat? eat? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Should I order an emergency yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he, he loves it. And he said that night, he's like, I was pretty skeptical but having no, this put in front of me. <laughs> it really is. The He loves strong flavors. And this just has... Oh, so many the spicy, yes, the crunch, the spicy, the um, all the mint. Did I mention mint? Yeah, I think so. I think I okay, the mint and the cilantro. It is just so good. And then the eight. There's a sauce that goes on the Asian pork that it's cooked in and kind of. It's not. Um, it's not too wet or anything, but it's definitely kind of in the sauce, and then you put it on your plate. So that kind of just sings with the oh, yes. the vinaigrette but there is a little spice to it so, so kind of be careful who I right I mean but if it's a small amount most people can handle a small amount yeah but I guess if they're very sensitive and they could cut back on the sriracha maybe yeah I do I have one family an extended family member who is very sensitive and could not handle at all so it was easy to just omit that part for her yes so what do you serve with this? Or is it really a one bowl meal? Like a that one, one dish one, meal? That one is kind of its own thing. I 
I love, and this goes with both, are the, um, I could check the name. It's the Big Batch Quick Dinner Rolls from King Arthur Flower. Yum. Yum. Very <laughs> yum. And it makes 24, and I just cram them in on my cookie sheet, and they come out just all lined up, and you just melt some butter and put it over the top. And they it is the most reliable dinner roll recipe I've ever used. It's okay. just... Go to, yeah. How many rolls so. per person do you plan? At least two? Yeah. I mean, um, a lady's probably just going to do one. That's true. The and man's going to take two. Yeah. One. Yeah. Well, teenager, teenager, two. Take two for <laughs> three. Sure. Maybe three if it's extra. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. But yeah. so 24, typically, I mean, well, you have to count your numbers, but that making one recipe yeah. might cover your... Mm-hmm. And it looks over. good mm-hmm. just having it piled high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you leave it in the pan and have them tear it off, that looks really pretty too. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with some leftover rolls. No. <laughs> they make really good sandwiches the next day. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Like meat and cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Or butter and honey. Yeah. Toasted. Oh, honey butter. <laughs> honey butter. <laughs> that is a Sabbath must have. <laughs> yes. Do you do half honey, half butter, or do you have a different ratio? Wow. Or do you just... Do you do that? I don't know. That sounds I, good. I just melt the butter and squeeze some honey and stir it. <laughs> Eyeball it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. What do you do? I think I go for... I eyeball it. I mean, I, yeah. it's more like the squirt and stir. Mine's quite half and half. I probably have a little more butter than honey. Yeah, I think I usually do a stick and I don't know, probably like a tablespoon or so. So that is a tablespoon of honey. I'm definitely doing more than a tablespoon. Yeah, maybe I should step it up. You should step up. Holding back. (laughs) You're like the family that can't handle the spice. (laughs) Should totally step it up. Jump into the deep end. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. No, that's probably a. I mean, it's very personal, I guess. How, but that would just sweeten your butter barely. But you could definitely squeeze some honey in, and it is. I will do that. Good. I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly, a long time ago, the What Have You podcast, I'm pretty sure that they, Becca and Rachel had Nancy, their mom, Nancy uh-huh. Wilson on, and they, there was kind of a, a fun argument about how to make honey butter. Okay. And it, one of the, I think it was Rachel differed from her mom, but I thought one of them was half and half, or maybe it's probably just eyeball it. Okay. It may not be quite half and half, but her, her mom, I thought said a third to two thirds. Okay. But I shouldn't quote this until I go back and listen to it. I have to go back and find when she's a guest and then make sure. But again, I don't really, there's not a right or a wrong. It's just how does your family like it? But if you do, if you melt a stick of butter and stir in honey, you can tell the consistency when it gets right. Yeah, okay. But extra honey doesn't hurt anything. Either way, step it up. It's clearly the (laughs) answer. Do you serve the honey butter when you serve rolls for dinner? Yeah, usually. Just on the side, but yeah. Yeah, people can get their own. Yeah. I mean, soften a stick of butter. Definitely don't melt it. Soften a stick of butter, stir in some honey. It should be a creamy texture. So anything else to go with this menu or are we ready uh, to jump no. to your second menu? Yeah, my second. Okay, my second one. Okay, this also, I want to have dessert. Oh, okay. definitely tell us about yeah, your dessert. Yeah, I got to have these. Okay, so the other one is, it's called Garlic Butter Roasted Pork Tenderloin. And this one is from the La Creme de la Creme website. I don't know if you've heard of it. Say it again. I have not heard of it. La Creme de la Creme. 
Okay. It's a fun one. I'll have to post yeah. that on my website so that we all get the, to the right spot. <laughs> go to comeoverfordinner.com and go to the recipe section and look for Julie's name. It's Julie Heisig. And underneath her name will be all of her menus and the links to anything we talk about. So you can find it there. Uh, yeah. So this one, the thing I love about it, again, it's very reliable. So, you know, sometimes depending on your week or whatever's going on, you feel little like hmm, gotta do this yes. and you just you want to be able to do it with half a brain or whatever and just know that it's gonna it's gonna come out so this one is just pork tenderloin and the it's the butter is the key butter again mm. butter <laughs> is a must it is a must so this you rinse the pork pat it dry put it on the cookie sheet poke it full of holes with a fork a couple times and then you mix up half a cup of butter minced garlic garlic powder and some dried herbs like italian seasoning yes and so you mix all that together and just kind of rub it all over the pork and i like to save just a little bit or make extra for when it comes out to just add a little extra but it makes it so it just i mean tenderloin isn't really dry it's still pretty moist but it makes it just extra delicious and creamy so when it comes out, do you baste it on top? Yeah, a little bit while it's still so hot. It's not like you're serving it separate on the side for people to put it on there. You're Correct. You're it really quickly yeah. when it comes I, out. It rests, wow. and then I like to, it rests for about five minutes or something, and then I slice it, and then I just, while it's kind of tucked together but sliced, I just baste a little more so it kind of drips through. That, that yeah. cannot hurt. No, no. <laughs> Sounds and, like it really ramps it up <laughs> it over the top. Yes, uh, and I... Actually, I do that on the whatever I'm serving it on. So I'll slice it, move it, then baste it so it's all, you know, swimming. Swimming in butter and herbs. <laughs> yes. And then this one, what I typically love to serve it with is the Pioneer Woman's Fancy Mac and Cheese. Have you heard of this one? I think it's been I around. Have, I'm not sure if I've made it, though. I do love oh. her recipes. This one is. is that, I've also got bacon on top. Yeah. Okay, I might have made. Okay. It. <laughs> I think I've also heard it as fifteen dollar mac and cheese or something. Because okay. it's, it's more expensive yeah. than the cheap mac and cheese. Right. <laughs> than the eighty-seven cents box or something. Right. Yes. Yeah. This has Parmesan, Gruyere, Fontina, and goat cheese. She has one with mushrooms, but I don't do that one. Yes. I'm sure with the bacon on top, kids are all about this one. Yes. They may not be about the mushroom one, but... No, but the goat cheese can mess with kids a little bit. They don't... They're not a huge fan. Does it hide in that one, or does it... I think it stands out. out. There's not... I mean, there's four ounces in the whole thing, so I don't think it's particularly strong, but there's also two whole onions that you caramelize in there. Again, it's good, but I sometimes... Depending on the ratio of kids that are coming or ages, I might make a Velveeta mac and cheese on the side. On the side. Yes. But my kids love this now. They used to not like it so much. They've acquired a They've taste. acquired the taste. They've acquired a mature yes. palate. <laughs> yes. Um, so that one is really good, and it goes so well with the pork. And I would just serve, I mean, whatever vegetable I want that time. Green beans is always a win or salad or Anything goes, mm-hmm. whatever I feel like. Right. And then um, warmer weather-ish. We I don't, are on the brink. We are on the brink. I know this is very spring, 4th of July, kind of in this general time frame, Memorial Day. Uh-huh. We're, <laughs> um, looking, we're looking forward with hope right now. With so much hope. <laughs> <laughs> Tell 
refresh your summer menu. <laughs> yeah. I want to have a cocktail too, so that will help oh, us think yes. spring. Spring summer. It's upon us. Yes. Okay, this one is an orzo with roasted vegetables by Ina Garten. Her recipes are also very reliable. They and are. Amazing. Yes. Just very reliable. This one has eggplant in it, which I also skip. Um, it might be good, but I have not really. I'm not an expert on <laughs> <laughs> using eggplant. I don't even know if I've ever had it. Some people make eggplant parmesan. Yeah. And it's all the rage. And I'm sure if you're out there and listening and you make eggplant parmesan, <laughs> you are fantastic and your recipe is fantastic. But I can't say that I'm a big eggplant. I- I'm sure I could be converted, but I'm not an eggplant cooker <laughs> no it's say. never done anything for me so. so you leave it out of this recipe it's i leave optional. it out of this it is so when would she oh she would just put it in with the roasted peppers okay yeah and so i've just left it out so it's just red so if you love it you can throw it yeah in. it is okay to leave it's it out. totally fine okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah so she has some onion bell pepper garlic and just roast all that together uh you cook the orzo separately toss it in she has a um the dressing is really good and the accessories (laughs) you might want to call them uh so the dressing is lemon juice and olive oil and kosher salt and pepper just light yes that sounds very light and summery yes and then to assemble it you add um four scallions pine nuts if you want which i do think would be good Mm -hmm. but my son's allergic so i just don't normally and I really don't feel like it's lacking I would just add a little extra if you hadn't the keys though there is three quarters of a pound of feta and then 15 fresh basil leaves that is key yes you would really notice it without the basil I've done it in a pinch without feta but the basil that's that's a must yeah 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 that's that's delicious flavor yeah is that a one dish meal or do you serve it with something? I mean, you've mentioned vegetables and orzo. And yeah, I would. I typically still do a green bean or something with it, with the pork. Mm-hmm. It's good. You wouldn't necessarily have to, maybe if it was a picnic setting. Oh, this is going with your pork. Yeah. Oh, I would still I would... do the pork. I see. Yeah. Okay. So you could do the pork with the fancy mac or the pork with the orzo. Oh. Okay, kind of depending on the feel. Oh, so I did bring a lot of menus. <laughs> okay, so I see there's choices of sides. There's choices, yes. So if you have a, if it's summertime and you have the seasonal seasonal produce available yes. and basil plant, then yes. orzo might be your choice. Okay. This orzo salad, it's funny. It does get a lot of kind of mm, like, will this be good? Uh, and we had our neighbors over who live behind us. They're super sweet people and he loves meat and potatoes and he does most of the cooking and it's a lot of grilling and and he was excited about coming over and I ran into him outside and he said oh so Julie what are you cooking us and I told him I said this orzo salad and he goes huh <laughs> he goes really and I was like it's good so then I'm like fine I will make you some mashed potatoes on the side just in case but when he came he said he leaned forward and goes wow Julie this is so good <laughs> And the mashed potatoes sat cold on the stove. Yes, so it even won that man over. So, good. yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's a must try for sure. Yeah, that's good. So, what else? Dessert? Dessert in your cocktail. Tell us <sighs> about that. Or which one would come first? Here, we'll go dessert and then we'll come back to cocktail. Okay. Since now we're towards the end. Okay. Okay, this is another Ina Garten recipe. This is a mocha chocolate icebox cake. 
You said mocha. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I, this is a real toss up between this one and a flourless chocolate cake as to which is my most favorite dessert. And I just, it's hard to say. Okay, well, we this one might win. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this one made a lot of Garten desserts, but I don't think I've made this. Oh, yeah. You will probably. Yeah. You just have to make it. I have to make. Yeah. So I'm making it for Easter. Really? So maybe you should also make this for Easter. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. Okay. So it's not a cheap cake Mm -hmm. as Ina typically goes. I mean, not that her recipes are most expensive, but you know, in the Hamptons, it's always a good olive oil or something. Yes, so the finest the chocolate. The finest chocolate. Yes. Uh, Sourced from yeah. local vineyard. <laughs> it's that. Right, Pretty much that. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for this one, well, the thing that's not cheap about it is that she suggests that you use three packages of Tate's Bake Shop cookies. And they, they are really good. They're pretty crispy, so I've just stuck with going with her plan versus, you know, trying to make it cheaper and hey, making my own or Tate's bake shop cookies. Yeah. Um, do you buy them in you the do. Store? Yep. Target has them. Oh. Walmart has them. The good thing about this recipe is you could do gluten free too. Cause you just buy gluten free cookies and then boom, you have, so what kind <laughs> of cookies are they? They are just, they're chocolate chip crispy cookies. They're okay. kind of thin. Yeah. They're thin and flat and crispy. Okay. Yeah. And they kind of look like, so and it makes her crust. Yes. Okay. So, and they kind of look like it, they're in a pepperidge farm bag. Mm-hmm. Like a similar thing. Yeah. Well, that would um, be an easy start. Yeah. That would yeah. be it. If you're, you know, we talk sometimes about shortcuts or time savers, that would be a quick crust. If you're, yeah. And you already a, have your chocolate chip cookie yes. crispy and you're not, I mean, people have different chocolate chip cookie recipes and I'm sure some of them are thin and crispy, but most people make the ones that have yeah. a little bit of, they're softer. You yeah. Know, they're That's what I make. For a crust. They're not going to work in a crust. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so this is not, it's not a crust crust. It's, um, it's the icebox cake. So you're going to layer it. Okay. And then there, yeah, so it's not, it is super fast to assemble, but then it has to sit for eight hours kind of thing. So prep tip, make it ahead for company coming over. You are forced to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not a last minute cake, but it's easy. You could quickly whip this up so it has heavy cream mascarpone mascarpone i don't know how you say that either i say mascarpone but i have no idea i've chosen all the most difficult <laughs> words to speak publicly She's speaking french and italian wow yes A and i'm of many talents <laughs> i am very american <laughs> okay so you have heavy cream the mascarpone cheese sugar kalua and cocoa powder and espresso powder vanilla extract you just whip that up that becomes your it's the filler. And you just layer the cookies on the bottom, a layer of the cream, cookies again, cream, cookies. And you top it with cream. And you can do some chocolate shavings on top, which makes it look really pretty. The picture looks incredible. Oh, you pulled it up? Yeah. did pull it up. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Easter, here I come. <laughs> yep. A friend needed a recipe really fast one day while we were coaching and, and for a wedding. And she's like, I don't know. And I think I need it to be gluten-free and, and I have no time. And I said, oh, I can help you. I have the perfect <laughs> Yeah. And she said it just worked out perfectly because it is a cold cake, but it sits 
just fine. It holds its shape and everything. It's just, it's great. And everybody loved it. And it goes fast. It's delicious. Who doesn't love chocolate? There, I have run into those people and I'm still praying for those people. Good joke. <laughs> it's a very miserable life, I, will I imagine. I for you if you do not like chocolate. <laughs> um, but yes, it, chocolate always you know sometimes it yeah. like, like when you do easter or a big holiday mother's day or something like that i mean you can't have one dessert especially if it's yeah. a small group um but if it's a large group and you're having multiple desserts i almost always have the idea of okay chocolate and yes <laughs> okay definitely chocolate and the second thing let's say fruit uh you know what what's yep. next a pie ice cream what are we gonna say <laughs> it doesn't really feel like dessert if you didn't have chocolate and chocolate needs to be in yeah yeah <laughs> So tell us about your drink. Your cocktail. okay? Yes. So for uh, Easter, I was thinking of having a drink, mimosa cocktail, something. So I've been trying some this week to try this out, and I found one that's amazing. And I kind of went down the rosemary uh, trail <laughs> after going to Lodgepole, a restaurant here. Um, I had a cocktail there one time, and I, it was—I forget the name of it, but it had. Prosecco and rosemary and lemonade or something. And it was so good. And I was just trying to remember bits and pieces. So this recipe comes very close to it. Um, and it's pretty, and it's a little girly, but cocktails are kind of by nature. Right. Girly. It sounds very refreshing. <laughs> it is super refreshing, very refreshing. So you make a rosemary simple syrup which is just sugar, water, and rosemary. And just, you boil it for a minute and then really you're good to go. Mm -hmm. It said you can cool it for 30 minutes in the fridge. And I wasn't quite sure if, it doesn't say if you leave the rosemary in or not. So I just kind of, one day I just took it out quickly because I wanted to just make it and try it because I'm making dinner at the same time and just experimenting. And it had a lot of rosemary flavor. And the next night I thought, well, let me just let it sit for 30 and see. And it got a little stronger, but not not too bad. No, so I think you could just get it done and it's done and then chill it if you want. And then the cocktail itself, you do one ounce of the simple syrup, some lemon juice, vodka, champagne, and a sprig of rosemary for the top. That sounds really delicious. Okay. So yes. two hot tips on that. And you may have hot tips on how to make it, but okay. when I have had to cool something really quickly, like you're saying, yeah. you need to go in the fridge or simple syrup, but let's say companies coming in 15 minutes and you don't have time, your syrup's hot. Yeah. You can put ice cubes in a plastic bag, seal them up, and then put it down in there. Oh, perfect. Whatever it is that you're right inside. Right inside. (gasps) So, like if you had a, yeah, that's perfect. Or a pot or bowl, whatever, you're putting your simple syrup in to put in the fridge, get a bag of ice and put it in there. And That's brilliant. It has to be in because it'll melt. Right. But you don't want any of that water no. syrup to water it down. And so that's a way to cool things very quickly. And the more ice, the more. That's a great idea. You know, the faster it cools. And the second thing to make cocktails, I don't know. Some people may think, well, I don't have a shaker or something like that. But I had a sister who said, well, do you have a mason, mason jar? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a cocktail shaker. So Mason, it doesn't have yeah. holes on the top where you can pour out of your shaker, but you can make yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Mason jar. Maybe That's a great idea. This. I have no idea. I, it was like rocket science to me. No, this is great because we'll have 
a couple, well, quite a few. So I don't want to sit there right. <laughs> quickly trying to do one at a time. Exactly. Yeah. So if you line up your mason jars and okay. just Okay, here we lines. go. Yeah, most people have a mason jars. That I have a lot. Yeah. Or multiple. So that's a quick shaker. And then I guess if, if you were going to strain it, you could put it through it. You know, most people have the mason yeah. jar in the strainer instead of, right. you know, the... Well, once you get, if you just strain the simple syrup, you're good to go. You're good to There's go. nothing okay, else to strain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That all sounds amazing. We've talked a little bit about shortcuts and time savers for this menu. Things to make ahead of time. Would you add anything to it or have we pretty much covered everything you do? No, I'd pretty much cover. I don't have any amazing prep tips. <laughs> <laughs> These, I don't know. I mean, obviously start for all of your stuff. I mean, you're cleaning, whatever. You're shopping. It's good just to plod through the week, but yeah, I feel like maybe one of them I had the rolls. Oh, see, they're really good, right? Hot and ready. And they are pretty easy. The kids can make these. So I had my 12 year old make the rolls really? with me. Yeah. And it was just, she did. It's great. So she, so she handled it right before, the day of, not ahead of time. Yeah. Just so they're hot out of the Right. Oven. Yeah. But the dough, I mean, if you just mix it and get it on the counter, it can just rise and you can leave it rising for, you know, whatever, if you didn't have time to get back to it till later. And then they just need to shape, which is easy. Yes. Yeah. And they're old enough to take stuff in and out of the oven safely. Okay. So no biggie. Like 12 year old. That's the hot prep dip. Yep. <laughs> have a 12 year old and yes, <laughs> put her to work. Exactly. Yeah. What is your best advice for showing warm hospitality to those coming into your home? How do you make it feel welcoming to people besides setting up your cow? <laughs> <laughs> where one couch is not all alone in the corner. <laughs> or overwhelmingly 12 seats. Right, or having some massive long sectional, one six-seater facing the other six-seater. <laughs> oh, my word. Funny. I mean, if I had to get it down to one thing, I would say just bless the person. Just Or how, how would I want to say it? Um, like you think through how to bless the people that are coming to your home. Maybe. Yeah. Just your focus being, how can I bless them and give to them? Because there's so many different kinds of people that you have over, you know, and some people like a more casual setting. Some are very uncomfortable in something that feels kind of formal. Some really like the formal setting. So knowing who you are inviting, I think is helpful. But at the end of the day, just seeking to bless them and not think about yourself or what's going on gets communicated. Mm -hmm. They can tell my mother-in-law has a really sweet story long ago of a woman who she would tell the story better than I can. This is secondhand and it's been a few years since she told me, but it was a woman in, I believe her church who was poor and I believe she had one toddler and she invited my mother-in-law over and her place was messy and just run down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she set a little table and she served her peanut butter and jelly. And she said she's never felt more wanted or more loved by someone wow. than that peanut butter and jelly. And it was really that lady just wanted to bless my mother-in-law and have her in. And it didn't matter. You know, she couldn't offer her much of anything. There was nothing beautiful going on. There was no good music, a good perfect lighting or candles in the bathroom or all the things that we typically think of. Mm-hmm. And it I, was, it was yeah. all her attitude. It's just, I want you here. I want to be with you. Please come yeah. to my home. Yeah. 
And the humility. Yes. Yes. That's the number one thing. Yes. They, that is so much more important than lighting and music. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in, we had those stages where because of that story, after we moved into our first house, this was back in Tennessee years ago, uh, all the family was in town and they all wanted to come see our house. And I thought I have nothing to serve them. And I thought I'll serve them peanut butter and jelly, (laughs) but they loved it. There was no place to sit. It was just like a quick tour and it was all around lunchtime. And, uh, yeah, my mother-in-law gave me a wink for that one. That's great. Yeah. But now we're in a stage where it's more fun to just have lots of rolls and all the fun drinks and, you know, appetizers just come and feast and have fun and feel like you can go for seconds and whatever, try to be as comfortable as you can be. Exactly. And just wanting someone there, you can, like you said, you can come up with something Yeah. typically. I mean, I guess there is a, for instance, where maybe every single cupboard was there, but I know that when my kids were all teenagers at home and we would have groups of friends over Sometimes it was a little bit spontaneous Mm -hmm. and you think, how am I going to feed all these hungry teenagers? But we want them there. We want to give them something. And so there were plenty of times when we'd be making grilled cheese. We have bread, we have cheese. Yes. Or I'd get out the waffle iron, you know, it's really cheap. Oh, pancakes and waffles. Yes. Yes. Make pancakes and waffles. And if you have it, I mean, if you had eggs and bacon, you know, go for that. But on the side, but yeah, they are just fine yep. with a pile of waffles, <laughs> carbs, and teenagers. Exactly. So it's like it doesn't. It can just kind of be spontaneous and also just but thoughtful. You're thinking, okay, yes. these people are coming. Like your family was visiting at mealtime. We're yeah. doing a house tour at lunch. Oftentimes with teenagers, it wasn't necessarily at a meal time. It could have been. I mean, if it was a meal time, they probably would just jump in with our family, and I would right. have had something planned. With teenagers, you just recognize they're always hungry. Mm -hmm. And if they're doing sports in the yard and they come inside and all you have is water, (laughs) it's pretty tough. (laughs) So, uh, you know, if they're going to be there a while, I was thinking, snack, snack time. What are we going to do for snacks? So anyway, yeah, yeah, to tie them over till dinner time. Yes. (laughs) I had, I had four boys. Yeah. So, you know, I know. The boys especially. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of food in our house when yeah. I have teenagers at home. <laughs> I don't even have teenagers, and I feel like I'm just constantly doing Walmart pickups. Mm-hmm. The guy today said, welcome back, and I said, I know. Well, are great friends. How's it going, old buddy, People old <laughs> keep eating. It's one of those weeks where you're there Monday, Tuesday, uh-huh. skip Wednesday. Oh, back oh, on Thursday. Back <laughs> I apparently am not planning large enough quantities. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My goodness. What is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it? I have two answers, obviously, because I don't do things in one. not choose. <laughs> feeling better about my indecisiveness <laughs> right now. <laughs> I hate those questions. What's your favorite movie? I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, no, no, I can never I can give you five questions. <laughs> or none. <laughs> or none. I could give you none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what genre? What, what are we exactly. talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Give me specifics. Yes. No Goodness. <laughs> okay, tell us your two kitchen items. Okay, the first one is the practical answer, which I would say a knife. Mm-hmm. Knives, three knives. 
Okay. Do you have a certain brand that you love or do you just say a good sharp knife? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously just a good sharp knife is great. My Well, this is sort of a funny story. This is not the funny story, but it's a funny story. Tell us a funny story. Okay. We're years saving ag- the. <laughs> <laughs> the is not allowed right now, but yeah. tell us a. And the is not that funny, but just to make sure you don't get too excited. <laughs> Keep your hopes low. <laughs> yes. Keep them low. Okay. Years ago, my husband bought me uh, two shun knives, a chef knife and a paring knife. Okay. S-H-U-N? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's a Japanese brand. Okay. And I did not realize at the time just how special this was. And I did not take the best care of them. <laughs> so I still have them. But the tip has chipped off of one. And there's another chip in the bottom of the chef knife. It's very sad. It's very sad. But they are the best knives. So he spent top dollar. He, he found one on clearance. Could not believe it. That was the pairing knife. I can't remember where he got the chef knife. That's really I can't remember that. He researched it though and wanted to buy something really high quality for it. Oh yes, he is the best with that. That's uh, great. Yes, so uh, Amazon has the set where you can get the chef knife and the paring knife and the utility knife, which are really if you just have those three, that's it's kind of all you really need. need. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you'd be good to go. And that knife sharpener that. Who was it? Sarah Mortimer? Did you have her on? Someone. Two people recommended it. I think it might have been Sarah Mortimer <laughs> and Katie Rauke. Yes. Both. I think two people. They did. mentioned the same one, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that's the top recommendation. So you're good to go. I mean, you wouldn't really need to. Yeah. It's kind of, it feels like a boring answer to me. But also not having a good knife is one of the most frustrating yeah, it things. It is frustrating, but you it's can't do anything. to hear what brands people like. So yeah. I'll post that because that is new. Okay. A new uh, brand. And people have said, you know, Japanese is high quality. Right. And, but there's some different knife recommendations, but I'll post yes. that one okay. as well. Yeah. There's a spot on the, there's a shop page on the oh, website great. where you can yeah. look at all the links to products we discuss. Fun. And then decide, hey, this is, you know, my favorite. I want this one or mm-hmm. I'm going to save it for this one or... My sister has a son getting married, and she looked through mm-hmm. that whole page to give them recommendations. Oh, for good idea. Because now is the time when you're registering for kind of some nicer things that you're hoping will last a lifetime. Yes. Which might be knives or pots. Knives and totally would. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, great yeah. time to put it on your wedding registry. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are, yeah. you know, wanting to spend a little bit to help you get your home started. So, yeah, yep. I'll definitely list it. Okay, great. Uh, second one. Well, one specifically is a teapot. Yes. Before you <laughs> tell us about the teapot, she hosted a table at the Ladies Homemaking Fair. The church that I attend here in Moscow, Idaho, Christ Church, did host a ladies' homemaking fair, and it was just beautiful and amazing. It was so fun. It was so fun. There were just so many talented ladies who set up tables with a theme, things Mm -hmm. that they were good at, and then they shared it with the other ladies, whether it was making something like kombucha or other drinks like that they would have recipes or one lady did indian and did indian recipes yeah lots of different cake decorating cake decorating it wasn't all food one lady did an art table and i don't know you could tell me more yeah there was like flower arranging i think a gardening Mm -hmm. yes yeah i didn't make oh a canning yes that's true yeah there were so many so many so many yeah 
and prizes and gift baskets. Yeah, just it's so, so sweet. Much fun. But Julie's yeah. table, tell us about your table. <laughs> we kind of did a tea party theme. We had coffee cakes and uh, Devonshire scones, which was fun. So we gave those out, and then we gave out some tea bags also and then you could win the tea party basket so it had a tea set and a really cool tea tea cookbook sort of kind of what you'd serve at tea time I forget what oh, afternoon what tea i think is what it was called like scone recipes and yes cream and jam and that it was very thing. british it looked like it was straight off the great british baking show oh, that <laughs> Beautiful thing. Yes, it was very lovely. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about your second favorite kitchen item. Okay. So you could just say the category of pretty things. (laughs) Anything that's, you know, you're in there and I guess a pretty bowl or whatever, towels, these things just, they kind of are my favorite thing in the kitchen. But the teapot, I feel like if it's a pretty teapot and I'm not talking about like an ugly utilitarian stainless steel looking Mm -hmm. kind of teapot feel like it makes the kitchen there's a vibe with it that's homey and warm and it, it is pretty as a decoration it totally can and this one teapot it's Le Creuset more words that's how you say it right that's how I say it okay what do you say that we know this word I'm questioning everything <laughs> at this point Le Creuset yeah I did not know they even had this one I, I went didn't know they had it. I mean I would imagine they would now that you say it it makes sense they have teapots they've I, always had teapots okay. big and small okay. they're the petite but there is this epic one. It's their Christmas line. I didn't even know this exists. It's Noel, just Noel, I guess. They have a, there's a, uh, mm, like a casserole dish, this teapot. It might be a Dutch oven. There's three things, but they have a, the casserole dish and the Dutch oven. They have a design on it that's kind of Christmassy, but the teapot does not look Christmassy. It's all white. And then it has a gold handle and a black top beautiful it is the most beautiful teapot i think i've ever seen and uh my husband got me that also and it is Did, had you seen it and showed it to him yeah or did he just find it oh i saw it and he said go get it oh. <laughs> so i got it <laughs> where do you buy it okay amazon had this really fast and then it sold out you can get it from their website but it was also sold out for the longest time and i emailed them in kind of a panic you know saying are you going to get this back is this coming back is this just seasonal was it a one-time season and they said oh it will come back it's just out of stock and it it did come back and it was gone in a heartbeat it is very classic i pulled it up to look at it it is very classy very classy and classic black and gold and white it's beautiful i really do like it thank you (laughs) i think so too i will find a link for this the world must know the world must know and i hope it comes back in stock again uh does it show right now if it's in stock i just did a general google search and so so you can see it it's pulling up on some sites but i don't know if it's in stock like if i actually clicked on it okay show in stock so i'll find a place where it is it was hard to get a hold of but I think worth every penny. If for some reason I just cannot find it in stock, I'll post a link so you can see what it looks like and then, you know, you can keep an eye on it, searching for it. But there are numerous places that look like they might would have it. So yeah, anywhere from Williams, Sonoma to Macy's to who knows. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do some research. There was a gal you had on at one point who, oh boy, I think you had her. 
But she mentioned having a fruit bowl full and that it made yes, it feel safe or something. Thanks, and Nate. Okay. She's the artist. The artist. Well, this kind of channels that idea, I, I think. It's not a safe feeling per se, but just the cozy, you get warm things here, someone loves you, it's beautiful, work is done, mm-hmm. kind of all of those things and then you enjoy using it because yes. it is pretty do you put it on your stove and keep it there or do you have it on your countertop or a shelf or how do you it does move around a little bit i keep it on the stove largely because our stove is the island mm. so it's, it's kind of front and center mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah okay so tell us the story <laughs> this involves my mother-in-law again uh okay so when we are first married we were married for probably four months at this point. We were going to have him over for dinner in our apartment. And I was very intimidated about this. <laughs> His mom is a wonderful cook. And uh, I don't know. I guess it's just your first real, you know, come over to our house. And now we're married and I'll cook for you. So I got super, super... <laughs> super nervous about this and super unwise. And I just thought I'm going to cook everything uh, right, right now <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want her watching me cook. Right. I just want to be she like, all to be done. I just want it all done. Yeah. I just, I'm probably doing this terribly. And I felt like I knew nothing. And I was really just being super prideful about it. <laughs> but I'm like, look, if it's just done and they come, we can just eat. We can just eat. It's and finished. it's fine. It's finished. I don't have anything to do. Right. After I'm dead. Right. So I cooked all the green beans first. Major mistake because now they're cold and like mushy from sitting (laughs) around. And then I thought I would do diced up potatoes and I cut myself and I caught about four or five potatoes that had blood on it because I didn't even catch that I'd cut myself right away. So that's gross. So you're fumbling around the kitchen, cutting yourself, making mushy green beans. And then on top of this, we thought cold potatoes, cold potatoes, and not all the potatoes, because obviously I tried to cut or throw out the ones that were, oh my word. Um, And then we're thinking, well, you know, we want to give them something good. So we thought salmon, but we were not, we had no money. (laughs) I bought, I bought frozen salmon at Target. (laughs) Which <laughs> I would not recommend. <laughs> I didn't even know Target sold. Exactly. Salmon. And they shouldn't. <laughs> they Nor just should. should they. they should not. Yeah. And so then I thought, okay, I actually do, really just don't know what I'm doing with the salmon. So when she comes, I'll have her help me. But whatever I did with the setting, or maybe I started to cook it, I don't know. But I, it burns. The whole thing burns. The smoke alarm is going off. His dad is opening the windows and just fanning everything out. Everything is cold. Awful. It was just awful. That is awful. I should have done peanut butter and jelly. That's what yeah. I should have done. <laughs> days just full them out. <laughs> it was a train wreck. Oh, oh. But, you know, they sat there at our little Ikea desk slash table and we ate it and they were obviously super sweet and gracious about it as always. But wow, I learned a lot from that night. Yes. Yes. So many things. You have have a lesson about pride. Yeah. You also have a lesson about how to plan. (laughs) (laughs) How to plan your timeline. (laughs) 
don't freak out and do it all in one exactly. <laughs> half hour. Maybe, maybe cook what you know. Uh, you have a lesson about not buying from Target. There's just so many. So many. Yes, yeah. I've shared a few of my, <laughs> my early days stories in, on past podcasts, so I won't rehash them here. But yeah, mm-hmm. I have some from the early days that I look back on. And I'm just like, oh, I hope. Oh, it's just forgot. terrible. You know, yeah. like, you know, our memories <laughs> don't retain everything. Please help them to have forgotten that. Just drop that memory. <laughs> How bad I was during that time <laughs> they came over. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> so if someone's hearing this and they're thinking, well, I'm new to this too, and that's definitely the story I just had or the story I would have, how would you encourage them to just keep keep pressing on? What did you do after that? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have anybody over for a long time. <laughs> Will be yeah. <laughs> That's true. I took a couple of years off, I think. She had to recover. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, wow. Well, at the time, we were living around a bunch of families, so they handled most of the get-togethers. You learned. I learned. You watched. Yes, learned. I did. So I just, I was very blessed to be brought in yes. <laughs> on all those other, and so I, yeah. I watched and learned literally. Well, it is a learning experience and and that's honestly just how it is. I think sometimes people who first get married or maybe they didn't have a mom that they cooked with or yeah. taught them things or hospitality wasn't in their home. Sometimes it just seems like, well, this that's not hard. It's not hard. You yeah. know, just jump in and do this. But <laughs> sometimes it's a bit harder than it looks yeah. or or seems when you actually get in the middle of it all. Yeah. So just just having the attitude of it's a learning process. You're going to mess up. Laugh. have mistakes. Laugh about oh, it. Oh, laugh. Laugh at yourself. Yeah. Stay laugh. relaxed. Yeah. Your guests will laugh with you if you're laughing. Yep. <laughs> you're crying. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just going to make everything really awkward. Yep. There was one time I... <laughs> Oh, I get put on these things, but I was responsible for making the pecan pie. The, oh, this is another plug. Paula Deen's chocolate chip, Jack Daniel's chocolate chip pecan pie. You say chocolate. Uh Uh-huh. It's the best. Sounds amazing. Yes. You can't go back to regular pecan pie. No, this is going to go on the Thanksgiving menu. Yes. So I had made this pie multiple times and it turned out just fine. And this one time, it just was not setting for some reason. And I thought it had, but then we went to cut it and it was just soup inside. And (laughs) I'm thinking, no, it's Thanksgiving. Everybody's excited about this pie. And I you know, still young, got kind of flustered and thought, oh, I just got to throw it out. And my sister-in-law said, I'll put that over ice cream. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's yes. brilliant. So, you know, being around more experienced, relaxed yes, women, you have yeah. another way yes. instead of just panicking and shutting down. Yeah. And being, oh, I know. I just have to scrape it into the trash can and pretend nothing happened. Right. And sorry, there's no dessert. Yeah. Where everybody would love it over ice cream. Oh, totally. Yes, that was an amazing. Somebody told me a story once. I'm not sure if it was on here, if it was just we were talking, but it was when a cake did stuck to a pan bad and it would not come out. Yeah. And it was just a disaster. Yeah. The cake is just, you're not beautiful enough to sit out and serve this piece. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a puzzle to put back together. Her friend said something like, you know, just turn it kind of into a trifle. You know, just cut it into pieces. Oh. Like cut it into 
it's yeah. supposed to be in, in pieces like squares, not perfect squares, but you know, and yeah. layer it with, with your fruit and your whipped cream. That is brilliant. Serve it with yeah. I think it was some kind of like pound cake. You have okay. fruit and you have whipped cream. Just turn it, get little glasses out and turn it. Yes. Oh, you know, looking it, totally intentional. Yes, look totally <laughs> intentional. Like you just have to kind of revamp because people really just want to taste it. Yep. <laughs> so you have to go through the stressful situations in order to to learn to not to be learn stressed. Creativity yes. And learn to just laugh at yourself. Think under pressure. Think under pressure. <laughs> Your own pressure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And just just keep it one fit in front of the other, and just keep doing it because it's the only way you learn. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I mean, the only way you get better at things is just try, try again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And keep yeah. having families over and just, you'll get better at it. And yeah. So true. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and for being a guest on my podcast. I've enjoyed it so much. Thanks for having me. Yes. All your tips are wonderful. And I cannot wait to try some of these recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Bye for now. Bye.